still lamenting the loss of all the uh, the the record store chains that uh, we used to have. A Sunrise, Sam the Record Man, now HMV is uh, disappearing. He's a, a, a cliche gone the way of the dodo. Uh, by April, they will close all their stores because they've been forced into receivership and uh, had to lay some people off on Friday and uh, just sort of. For me, as someone who's always sort of been proud of a music collection, and you know, I, I, uh, due to limited space, I've packed my CDs away. They're all in storage. They've been converted to digital, and I stream a lot. I still listen to a lot of radio. I still listen to a lot of music radio because there's sort of a, uh, I like the that that kinship of the person on the other, end and that they can communicate something back to me. But you know the. When it comes to my general day-to-day at-home music listening to, I tend to be listening to streaming. So I'm partially to blame for all this. But going with it is sort of that idea of that collection, that thing that you put on the wall and someone comes over to your house and says, oh, that's a great album. We should listen to this right now. And, you know, I still, I keep my DVDs and Blu-rays displayed, but that's only so long now too because it's more and more streaming services become available for that. It all disappears and then I start to think, are we ever going to have that thing on the wall, that shelf that uh, contains that collection that we can, it can be used as a discussion piece, as a way for us to all sort of discover things together. I'm rambling. I'm uh, I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little emotional about this but not you know i understand that it's a business and businesses come and go and you know there weren't a lot of people lamenting the loss of the buggy whip factories when we all moved to the uh horseless carriages but to talk a little bit about the future of music retail and how we're all going to be taking in music i've called on eric alper he's a publicist publicist and a music industry expert eric Thanks a lot for joining me today. Uh, do you do you think I'm overreacting, lamenting sort of that loss of the uh, the physical uh, album, the physical CD, w- w- what have you? Yeah, you're just old. I'm just an old guy. Just <laughs> you know, time you know, time will roll over me, Eric. <laughs> no, you know what? You're you're. I think that you are feeling what a lot of people felt when they first heard the news that HMV was set to close all. 102 stores in the coming months after 30 years of business. This is a big deal because what it does is it forces the music industry to dictate to the audience how they should be consuming music. And, and that's a one, big deal, right? That you it know is what? A big deal. It's a big deal for any company in any corporation to have only a set amount of ways that people can listen to music. Now, there's still always cassettes. There's still vinyl is up. Mm -hmm. Vinyl was actually the only format that was up this year, you know, other than, of course, music streaming services. But yeah, globally, digital music revenue overtook CDs in 2015. Yeah, absolutely. And it actually turned out that catalog albums, older albums that had been previously released, overtook new sales of albums. Wasn't the number one selling album last year a Mozart box set? Yeah, it was a Mozart box set because it had over a hundred different CDs in them. So they actually tabulated as a hundred CDs. Oh, okay. So really all it had to sell was like 6,000 copies <laughs> okay. in order to have like 6 million. But you know, interesting concept because 
when when 45s were around in the 1950s and then that led to the vinyl record and 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 the album cycle then you had the eight track and cassettes and CDs there's been a long life of these physical formats and people just can't wrap their head around not wanting to hold something to read the liner notes to check out the photos to read the names of the people that were involved in the making of of that album or of that single but digital it's still got it still has a physical presence it's in your phone it's on your hard drive it's on your computer sometimes but this new generation of of music lovers i would say the the ones that are eight years old to 15 have very little interest in ownership we see that with netflix we see Mm -hmm. that with ebooks and now of course we're seeing with music and, you know, I know that there's a lot of different services, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer out there to, to stream that music from. But is there still a, going to be a demand? I know, you know, with the uptick of uh, vinyl and apparently cassettes, uh, people, there's a resurgence of people looking for those uh, formats. You know, will independent record stores get buoyed by the, the loss of these uh, big chains? I think that there's still going to be a need for CDs for the next five to seven years. There are a lot of people who are just not going to go on the music streaming services, even though that they probably will feel very comfortable with them. But it took a long time for Netflix to get to the point that of where they are. And it's going to take music streaming services um, a little bit of more time to reach that tipping point. It'll probably, we'll probably see a lot more deals like we have in the States where AT&T bought 33% of title. And so you'll start to see your cable bill, your phone bill, and then your music streaming service all on one bill. I think when that happens in Canada, you'll start to see a little bit more of an uptick in, uh, in music streaming services. But, you know, people still like that emotional contact. People still like to have the records on the walls and CDs in their cars. But as anybody knows, if you've ever tried to buy a new car, they don't have CD players in them either. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of pushing out a, a, an entire generation of music buyers and lovers um, onto figuring out what to, you know, to get them onto that music streaming services. But it's not happening as fast as the music industry would like them to have. Maybe this is the push that allows them to do that. Eric, one thing that you had touched on at the beginning of the interview, you mentioned that uh, this is going to change the way that uh, music producers and music uh record companies push their music out to the public you know in the old days you could go to a record store peruse the uh, cassettes or albums or cds and just sort of discover things on your own now uh music discovery changes in a big way because you're really only getting what they're i guess forcing out in front of your face yeah, we, which is a lot of music. Last year, there were over 45,000 EPs and albums that were available that came out last year on the, the key music streaming services. And that's a lot of music to sift through. Whereas when we used to walk into a record store and find out what was new, we'd ask the person behind the counter. We'd ask a trusted friend who had really great taste in music. Or we would just take a look on the wall and see maybe seven to ten new releases to choose from as opposed to the 1,500 that are available every single week brand new on the music streaming services. But we still have those trusted people in our lives. We can still follow people whose musical tastes we love through playlists on Spotify or Pandora. So if you happen to like my musical taste, you can see what I'm listening to, and then you can kind of 
grab the music from there. We still have the, the, the music press and the music outlets to, um, to watch and, and read. And of course, YouTube is a, is very much a music discovery service where, you know, you play the new song from Peter Gabriel and the next thing you know, you're finding like-minded artists that way too. So do you think it's good? Sorry to... to share music, but I think it's just in a much different way now. Sorry to interrupt you, Eric. Yeah. I'm just running out of time here, but do you think that, you know, for the, uh, the bands and the composers and the artists out there, is this, uh, you know, is there still a bright future or is it uh, a limited marketplace now? It's going to be a little bit of both. You know, when you have, a, when you don't have 102 stores left, where artists and record labels and distributors can sell your music that limits the amount of music that as a profit can actually get released, which will affect the amount of artists that will be able to go in the studio. Maybe they'll go direct to fans. Maybe they'll figure out a way of how to, how to sell it directly to people like you and I, that will affect the amount of touring that will go on. And all the way down the line, there's a whole economic system that will be directly affected by these record stores closing. Um, but, um, you know, the audience will always dictate how they want to receive their product. And they've spoken loud and clear that physical retail, specifically at HMV, isn't the way that they want to go in the future. Hey, appreciate your help today, Eric. Uh, interesting times ahead. That's Eric Alper. He's a music uh, publicist and a uh, music industry expert.